bless the name of Jesus on this morning. Come on, somebody talk back to me this morning and say, bless the name of Jesus. He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Well, my name is Pastor Alicia, and I want to welcome you to Exhale Church on this Sunday morning. Uh, we're just excited that you decided to join us, and uh, we're hoping that you're going to join us next week when we are live and in person. We're live now. I'm talking to you live now, but we're going to be in person on next Sunday as well. Um, you know what? I know I said that last time too. I got a little bit excited. Uh, I didn't remember how there was an extra week in the month, uh, but this time I mean it for real. I am not uh, this time mistaken. So I am so excited about that. I'm so excited about how we're going to be able to fellowship um, together um, at the Natatorium. If you're in the Ohio area, please come on out and join us. We'll be in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, but today I have a word for you that's definitely going to bless you. And so if you're here with us this morning, just go ahead and say good morning. Good morning. Go say good morning to someone. I saw you all greeting each other in the comments this morning. Um, so I just want to make sure that you all are able to continue to love on one another um, and to be a blessing to each other, even when we're in our virtual format. So I see you here this morning. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Evangelist Sharon. Good morning, um, Minister Charmaine, Pastor Charles, Sister Amber, all of you who are watching on your television who have not yet said anything in the chat. Good morning to you. Um, and to those of you who are just popping in and popping back out, we understand there is going to be the full sermon available for watching later on YouTube. If you can't stay, I know some of you are watching from work and have to pop in and then pop back out. Uh, but the word that we have for you this morning will be available uh, for you to hear as well on Spotify um, as we complete it later on. Now, I want to talk to you this morning and I want to encourage you this morning. Good morning, Brother Ford. Um, I want to come encourage you this morning. Um, the, the Lord put on my heart. I, I was really trying to seek him for direction as to what he wanted to share with you today. And so, you know, we're in between two series. We just finished one series, which was amazing. Hopefully you got a chance to participate. It was a 30 day challenge. And, um, you know, each series that God places uh, before us, we're supposed to be building and learning something that prepares us for the next level. And I hope that you understand that and are fully um, engaging in what it is that God is teaching us. I think about in terms of um, any type of educational system that our children have gone through or that we ourselves have gone through. They don't just drop you into the 10th grade. You know, they start you off at a lower level. You build on different things that help and prepare you so that when you get to the higher grades and to the higher levels, you have mastered the skills that are necessary in order to endure. And so I praise God that as we are studying his word, we're building upon his word, um, precept upon precept. And as we are doing each sermon series, there's some things that we are ought to be getting to help develop us spiritually, to help us grow, to help us to become more like him, and to help us to fulfill the calling that he's placed upon our life. And so I thank God for the series we just finished. 
and just how much that has helped me um, personally and how I pray that as you have gotten into it, it has helped you. Now, I will say if you missed it, you can still do it on your own. You can go back if you missed a couple days or if you missed a couple of weeks. Uh, I do believe it is worthwhile to do that uh, to just ensure that your journey is going on the right path. And so if you are with us this morning, you can hear me and everything's good because you know I am doing this live. And so this is a little bit different than how we normally do. So I just want to make sure everybody can hear me well, can see me, and that um, I am actually preaching to the audience that I, I believe was here this morning. Amen. All right. So get your Bibles if you would. Uh, today we're going to be coming out of the book of Luke. Uh, we're going to look at uh, chapter five. We're going to read a few verses if we could. So I know there's a little bit of a lag, a little bit of a delay. So this is how I'm going to know if you guys are really with me. Go ahead and text in the comments, relaunch. If, you, if, you're, with it, if you're with me and, and I am live and you are able to follow along, go ahead and put in the comments, relaunch. Just go ahead and put that there. I see you all saying good morning. Good morning. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Go ahead and put relaunch and then that'll let me know when I finally see relaunch come up, then I'll know just how much of a lag or a delay we have between me speaking and you hearing and being able to type in it to come back to me. All right. So by then, all right, I see it. Thank you, Sister Amber. All right. So I can see I am live. You do hear me. And let's get into the, the book of Luke chapter five. And we're going to look at verses one through 11 if we could. All right. Thank you, Brother Ford. I appreciate it. I'm going to tell Pastor Charles if you could just go ahead and turn the heat down just a little bit before we get started. Um, that would be beautiful. It's a little, little toasty, a little toasty. All right. Thank you, Minister Charmaine. So it's coming around. It's coming around. Sister Lavetta. God bless you. So glad to see you this morning. Pastor Charles, thank you. I see you. I see you all. Wonderful. Okay. Y'all are with me. Relaunch. Did I miss anybody? All right. Because I, I don't want to miss nobody. All right. So those of you who have typed relaunch, I see you. Thank you. So I know that you are receiving the message simultaneously, uh, just with a little bit of a lag. It looks like about 60 seconds or so. So uh, hopefully Pastor Charles will hear this part about how the, the temperature is a little bit too toasty and turn that down before we get too far in so we can uh, be comfortable as we're going through the word. So you should have your Bibles open right now to Luke uh, chapter five, and we're going to be looking at uh, verses one through 10. Uh, and then you're going to understand why I asked you to type relaunch. Go ahead and share this with someone um, this morning. I love the fact that you can share using that share button. Hit that like button as well um, on the video that you're looking at on YouTube. And uh, let somebody know to hop on. Uh, we are live and the word is about to go forth. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for each and every person that you have assigned to receive the word on this morning. God, I pray that your spirit will come forth boldly. I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase and that they would hear you and they would hear you in a mighty way. These blessings we ask in your holy and sacred name. Amen. As the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear God's word, he was standing by Lake Gennesaret. He saw two boats at the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. 
he got into one of the boats which belonged to Simon and asked him to put out a little from the land. Then, somebody say then, he sat down and was teaching the crowd from the boat. Go ahead and underline that for me if you have your Bibles open. He was teaching the crowd from the boat. Verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Verse 5, master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. Somebody go ahead and underline that. If you say so. Come on, somebody underline that. Somebody go ahead and say that in the chat. If you say so, I'll let down the nets. Verse 6. When they did this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear. Hallelujah. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me because I'm a sinful man, Lord. For he and all those with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, Zebedee's sons who were Simon's partners. Don't be afraid. Somebody go say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Jesus told Simon, from now on, you will be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything and followed him. Somebody say, follow him. Somebody go ahead, say that for me. Follow him. All right, I'm excited to get into this. Good morning, Aaron. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Good morning, Evangelist Sharon. All right, y'all, let's get into this word. I'm excited about what God wants to say to you this morning, about what he wants to say to me. I need to hear from him. I am so blessed this morning that as you are receiving the word, the Lord is speaking to me even still. So I want us to dive into this together. I want you to talk to me. I want you to be real about what it is God is saying. And I want us to navigate this together. So let me ask you this before we get into this word. And I want you to be honest. And if you want to be transparent and share it with us, please do, because I want us to really navigate through this together. Now, let me ask you, is there something that got placed in your heart? Is there a dream that God has given you that it seems like you, you take a, a couple steps towards reaching and fulfilling that? But then before you can get all the way there, it, it, it just disappears like a mirage right before your eyes. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody feel like sharing? Go ahead and testify in the comments. Is there something that God told you and, and you felt like you began to see it materialize? You felt like it began to come together, but before it could fully form, it just dissolved. 
Is, is there something that you started and you started it with such excitement and as you were, you were doing it, you were excited about it, you knew God was with you, but midway through the process, everything just seemed like it fell completely apart. If you've been through that, I believe you know how discouraging a process like that can be. How when you, you, you start off with the, with the understanding that God is with you and God is going before you. And so when all the circumstances around you seem to confirm that, you have a, a, a certain energy, a certain commitment, a certain excitement because you, you, you know you've heard from God and from what it looks like from visual perspective, from the natural perspective, he is with you. Everything is going wonderful. And so, of course, that allows you to have a certain amount of excitement. But then what about when you go out, you know you've heard God. You know that he gave you the instructions, but you don't have any of those visual confirmations. You don't have any, um, a, a, any type of uh, assurances along the way. Any pats on the back. <laughs> you don't have anybody telling you, cheering you on, encouraging you. And you're starting to wonder, well, wait a second. Maybe, did, I, did, did God really tell me that? Did I really hear him on this? Is this really what he wants me to do? <laughs> oh, I see y'all got real quiet this morning. Come on, keep talking to me. If you can relate in any way, just say I can relate. Maybe you don't want to go into the details. That's all right. I understand. Just go ahead and say, Pastor, I can relate. I can relate. Imagine being in a scenario where you have been skilled at something. You've been trained to do it, but you've had no results. You've had no success. You've had no indication that you're in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. And you're at a place where you feel like maybe it's just time to throw in the towel. If you can relate, go ahead and say, Pastor, I can relate. I'm preaching to myself, if not. <laughs> if y'all can't relate, I guess this message was for me this morning. Because I have been there. I have been in circumstances where I'm standing on the promises of God. And all I can say is, Lord, when? When? I know I believe your word. I know you said you were going to do it. When? Am, am, am I missing something? Is there something extra you waiting on me to do? If you can relate, just say, Pastor, I can relate. All right, Sister Lavetta. I, I see. All right, Brother Ford. I'm not alone. It's not just for me. At least it's for us. The two, the Bible said two or three. All right, one more. Okay, I see y'all. Amen. Today's message is for you. If you can relate in any way, this message is for you. I want you to look at how this starts off. Now, when we start off in this passage, one of the things that I've had for you to, 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 to jot down, to underline if you have your Bibles open with me, is this is Jesus talking to who will become his first disciples. And as Jesus is talking to them, the first thing I want you to understand here is there was a crowd that was starting to gather because they enjoyed hearing the word. I, I thank God for our word seekers this morning, people who said, I, I want to hear the word. But you know what was so impactful that I didn't really pay attention to 
previous to this moment. And I got to share this with you because I'm telling you, God is speaking and he's not only speaking to me. I know he's speaking to you this morning and there's some things he needs to encourage you on and set the record straight so that the enemy can stop speaking to you about it. And the one thing he said, as I looked at this, he says, then they sat down and was teaching the crowd from the boat. Somebody say the boat. Now I need you to catch this. He wasn't teaching the crowd from the church. He wasn't teaching the crowd from the amphitheater. <laughs> he wasn't teaching the crowd from a stable, set location. You can't get more transit than a boat, <laughs> right? A boat is a method of transportation. It's not something that is typically grounded in the same place. And yet here God is allowing us to see that Jesus is teaching them and they are receiving the word on the boat. Now, see, this encourages me because, you know, we, we had a set location before the uh, pandemic came. And at this set location, I don't know about you, but I was really excited for it about what God was doing, about the, how the excellence team was flourishing. Lavetta, I know you were excited about that because when we got started, it was supposed to be just you doing something. And then God sent an army of his people to begin to do the work that he desired to do. I know you understand that uh, not even just Minister Charmaine, but all of you, Amber, Evangelist Sharon, you all were able to see how in that location, in that Goodyear Heights space, how God was able to just begin to allow everything he had put in us to be used for his glory, right? Anybody remember that? Anybody come during that season? I know some of us are visitors and y'all don't have a clue what we're talking about, but for those who you know, just knowing that, okay, we, we were believing God. We had a relaunch team. We were um, believing that as we continue to seek God, there would be a place that we would be able to gather and be able to share his word and win souls for Christ. And that place had finally come to pass. So it seemed. Then a pandemic came. And as that unfolded and as some things began to transpire, then we began to realize this was not the set place that God had for us to be at that time. So now someone else is in that place. Somebody else has moved into that place. And quite frankly, some of the people who used to fellowship with us have remained and said, okay, we got a new, uh, new church here, but this building is convenient for me. This location is close to my house. I'm going to still continue to worship here. And so they're worshiping there and under a new ministry. Let me tell you, for sometimes when you have planted and you begin to make a journey with the Lord and you see it go off track, you see it get derailed, you see it not materialize the way that you anticipate it, that is an opportunity for the enemy to try to bring forth discouragement. That's an opportunity for the enemy to try to tell you, you know what, see that one God anyway, you must not have heard him. See how, see how that didn't pan out? 
Yeah, I know you thought this is where you were supposed to be. I know you thought you were called to, to be in this area. I know you thought that this marriage was going to work out. I know you thought that this job was going to, to be successful. I know you thought that your business was going to take root and flourish. But you see how everything went kaput? See, that this ain't for you. It's intended to discourage us. It's intended to make us quit. It's intended to make us give up on the plan and on the dreams of God when we hit a road bump in that process. When we don't see the results or the fruit that we had envisioned and anticipated in our minds, or if we see it, but then it goes away. But what God is showing us here, look here, not only is he showing us that he was able to teach from the boat, meaning you all, we don't have to be discouraged because we don't have a physical location yet. Somebody say yet. Jesus taught from a boat. We will teach from a natatorium. We will teach from a, a YouTube platform. We will receive the word from every transit location until God sets us in an established place. And we are not to be discouraged by that. Now, maybe I'm not preaching to you right now. Maybe I'm preaching to myself because it's something that I have to remind myself of every day when I'm praying about it. It's okay, be patient. Hang on in there. Just keep doing the work that God has called you to do. Let God worry about all of those details. You just remain faithful. See, that's what I need you to catch this morning as you're waiting on your job to come into place, as you're waiting on the, the relationship to flourish, as you're waiting on your business to, to begin booming. Don't stop doing the things that God has already shown you that you are to do. That, that don't have anything to do with you. Keep being faithful. Keep being diligent. Keep getting up in the morning. Keep studying. Keep praying. Keep doing all the things that are in your control to do as you await the promise of God to come to pass. Tell somebody, keep being faithful. Come on, somebody. Keep being faithful. And so as they are receiving the word, if you look down to verse four, Jesus tells them something pretty interesting. After he's done speaking, he says to Simon, put out in deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, I want you to catch this because the next sentence lets us know something about what Jesus just asked them to do. Simon replied, we've been working here all night and we didn't catch a thing. You asking us to do something that we've done before. And when we've done it before, it didn't work. Stay with me. <laughs> Simon's saying, Jesus, you're asking me to do something that I've already done. And when I did it the last time and the time before that and the time before that, it didn't work. Woo-wee. Catch the next sentence that Simon says. But if you say so. Somebody say that with me. But if you say so, I'll do it again. See, sometimes we begin to feel foolish because we're doing something and we're trying and we fall and we try and we fall and we try and we don't succeed and we try. And so there's a little mechanism in us 
that tries to protect us from further discouragement, embarrassment even. And so sometimes we don't want to try again because we're like, mm -mm, I'm not trying that again. I, I, I tried that the last 10 times and um, that that didn't work. We, we're not doing this again. Yeah, I, I, I just give up on that. It, it's not for me. But Simon is saying, I acknowledge that I've done this already. I acknowledge that I've done this before and that it did not work. But if you say so, because see, when you speak, Lord, I already know that what you say, it has to come to pass. And so maybe when I was trying it before, it wasn't the right time. But I believe that if you say so, if you say do it again, if you say try it again, if you say cast your net again, this time, somebody say this time, it's going to be different. I don't know who that's for this morning. Maybe you've tried to diet 20,000 times in the past and you're just like, you know what? I'm done. This is just, I'm this is the way I'm going to be. This is how it's going to be. I, I don't feel like keep going through this, getting up and down it this time, this time. I, I, maybe you've been in relationships and you've said, you know, you know what? I'm done. I, I we did that, got the t-shirt that didn't work. I'm, I'm, I'm never dating again. I'm, I'm never going to put my heart on the line again. I'm never going to, but if God says so, <laughs> do you catch the difference? Yes, we may have tried something again. And yes, we may have tried it before. And yes, it may not have worked when we tried it that time. But see here, remember what I said at the beginning of this message. Have we been navigating these series and how we've been hearing from God and how God been, has been teaching us and laying the foundation and preparing us for the place that he wants for us to be. And you have to catch this even in the scripture that we're reading. It says right here, when he had finished speaking, catch that when he had finished speaking, they don't tell us exactly what he had been teaching about. But whatever he was teaching about, I just believe it prepared Simon to be able to receive it differently this time. See, sometimes we just don't have the ability to process and to handle the things that we are waiting on. And so that's why while we're waiting, we have to stay in our word. While we're waiting, we have to stay in faith. While we're waiting, we have to stay encouraged. We have to continue to hear the word of God so that when God tells us to move, we will have the faith to be able to say, all right, let's try it again. I, I, I know it didn't go right the last 10 times, but the, what God has been depositing into me in this season, what God has been saying to me in this last season, what God has been doing and releasing, I know this time is going to be different. Somebody say this time. Oh, praise the Lord. You know what? I was about to say this time is going to be different. And I looked and Sister Levetta already said this time is going to be different. Woo! I felt that in my spirit. Hallelujah. If you receive that, go ahead and say that this morning with me. This time, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. If you receive it, it's for you. This time, it's going to be different. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Leah. Yes, Leah. Keep being faithful. Hallelujah. He said, when they did this, <laughs> they caught a great number of 
fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their nets began to tear. Nicholas, did you catch that? He said, when they did it this time, now, mind you, this is the same exact water. And he's saying that we did this already. It didn't work already. But this time, the scripture said, they caught a great number of fish. It's so substantial that the net began to tear. Hallelujah. For I don't know about you, but I received that word for me in my life today. I don't know what it is you've been afraid to try, people of God. I don't know what it is you've become discouraged about because you've done it and you, you have not been able to see the results that you were expecting. Aaron, I don't know what it is that God is saying to you this morning, but I need you to receive it that the word of God is true. And if he says so, if he says so, this is now your time. This is now your time. Don't be worried about how it didn't work out before. Believe God. Believe this is my time. I believe that. I believe that for each of us individually. I believe that for Excel Church. I believe that as we're going through this process, one of the things that I think is so key is that a lot of times I had posted this on my social media. You know, a lot of times people don't want to be a part of the process. You know, they want you to Call them when it's all over with. Call me when it's all done. I've even teased my husband and said that sometimes. You know, even have, have you even bought something? I had bought um, some furniture that we had to put together. Don't you hate that kind of furniture? <laughs> Don't you hate it when it come in a little flat box and you know you're going to have to pull out those instructions and put it together? And, you know, so the, the indication on your, on your behalf is normally, whoo, call me when this is done. You know, I, I don't want to be a part of that process. But in real life, the people who are with you, who are part of the process with you, when it's not pretty, when it's not the way that you expect it to be, when it's not the finished product, those are the people who are able to sustain the blessing when you get to the other side. A lot of times the people who can't hang out, who can't be a part of the process with you, are not also not going to be able to be a part of the outcome with you. So when they come circling back around talking about, oh, y'all finished now. Oh, it's, it's nice. <laughs> you know, it may not work for them because it was something that you picked up in that process. And it's something that they were supposed to develop in the process that would give them the ability to handle that blessing. And so you've got to be okay with that. You've got to be okay with once you are starting this journey with God, that there may be some people who get reassigned in your life. Doesn't mean that they're going to be eliminated. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have relationship, but it may mean that they have reassigned into a different position, a position that will not hinder you as you are moving forward, a position where they don't have so much prominence that they can't speak the negativity that would discourage you and cause you to quit midway, a position where they might be in the back and God may move them to the front because they have something that you need, that they need to pour into you. That's going to help you to reach the expected end. There's going to be some repositioning. Hallelujah. And you have to be ready to receive that from God. You have to be ready. It is, you have to trust him that he knows exactly what you need. He may be aligning your mentors. He may be aligning your supervisors. He may be aligning your teachers, your coworkers, the people who you are dealing with. 
I need everybody to catch this. I need my young people to catch this. This is not just for, you know, 40 and over. What God is doing in your life, be open to how he may realign and reassign people to get you to the expected end. I love when God does that. I love when God has his way in our life. I love when we're able to decrease and say, Lord, do what you need to do. You, you know where you're taking me. You know what I need. You know, it reminds me of a trip that we're planning. My husband and I were about to be celebrating our 20th anniversary. Yeah, go, go ahead and put some little clap hands in there for me. Go ahead and put some little, you know, what are those hands? The little raised hallelujah hands. Give me, give me something in the comments so I know that you, you heard that we're about to be celebrating our 20th anniversary and we give God praise for that. But part of this process has been my husband has planned a trip that I don't know any of the details. It's, you know, a lot of surprises are involved. So you know what happens when I don't know the details, but he does? I have to rely upon him. I have to say, well, do I need to pack tennis shoes? Do I need to pack, you know, a, a, a dress? Do I need, what do I need? What do, what do I need? I don't know. Because I don't know what he has planned. I don't know what he has in store for me. I have to trust him that since he knows the plan, that he will relay to me everything I need in order to be ready when I get there. See, God has a plan and he doesn't always give us all the details in advance. And so you may not know what he has plans for you. But I do know one thing. He has plans for good and not for evil to bring you to what? an expected end. But because you don't know what that expected end is, it is incumbent upon you to stay on your knees and to say, well, Lord, show me what you need on this journey. What do I need? Do, do, do I need more? What do I need? And as you begin to communicate with him and trust him, because you may be like, well, I don't know why I would need that. You don't know where you're going. How would you know what you need? Well, I don't know why I got to do this study. I don't know why I got to do this challenge. I don't know why I got to read this book. I don't know why I got to go to this place. I went to this place before. But Simon, I want you to catch this. Lord, if you say so, I don't have to know why you decided to do it this way. Mm, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for it. He gave me the, the hands for the 20 years. Thank you, Lavetta. Thank you, Nicholas. For what it is that God is doing in this season of your life. He is going to prepare you, but it's going to be up to you to trust him to follow the next instruction. I hear this so clearly from the Lord. The next instruction is key. The next instruction is key. So if you've been praying and you've been asking God for direction and you've been asking God to show you what to do, the next instruction is key. All right, somebody say that for me. Somebody go ahead and say that. The next instruction is key. This is important, you all. This is important. So if he tells you, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch, then you need to put down in deep water and let your nets down for a catch. No more of the, well, I don't want to do it right here because we tried it last week and it didn't work here. So I'm going to go over here. Do exactly what he is telling you to do. The next instruction is key. And so I don't care how, how 
ridiculous it sounds. I don't care how um, unfeasible, unlikely. The next instruction you receive is key. Follow it to a T. That's for everybody. Now, anybody who just heard me say this, this is for you. This is for you. All right, we're about to close. All right. All right. All right. My, my other brother, Nick. <laughs> we got two Nicks. We got two Nicks. We got two Ambers. We got two. Yes, Nick. Yes, the next instruction is key. All right. So, 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 so last part, last part as we close. <laughs> you know, when God was speaking, you know, they got afraid, you know, and, and, and I'm going to tell you what he told Simon. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. See, when you begin to hear from the Lord, when you know the Lord is present, you know, there's a part of you that, you know, gets afraid because you're like, oh boy, I gotta, I better, I gotta get, I got, don't be afraid. God is going to hold your hand through this process. He made you. So he already knows how your little mind works. He already knows how you get to thinking and how you get to worrying and getting anxious. And he already knows all these things about you. That's what I love about God. We can just come to him as we are. We don't have to front. We don't have to pretend to be, you know, how when we're around at work and, you know, we have to pretend we have it all together and stay composed and you're angry because somebody did something. You got to pretend that you're not and you got to be professional and you got to, whoo, it's exhausting trying to keep the right attitude and appearances. With our father, we come to him, we humble ourselves and we are honest and we say, you know what, this is going to be hard for me, Lord. I like to have everything lined up. I like to have all my ducks in a row. I like to understand how things are going to play out. So I'm going to be honest with you. This might be a little bit of a challenge for me. But like Simon says, if you say so, I'm going to do it. My husband and I were talking about this. He was laughing at me because he had asked me to do something and I really did not want to do it. And after I did it, I said, you know, I really want a cookie for this. Like, I want you to applaud me because I submit it. And I didn't really want to do this. And he was he, he was laughing. He was like, is it still called submission if you like complained about it? I was like, yes, this it's still submission. Yes, I was unhappy about it, but I did it. That's submission. I want my cookie. I want a reward. I want a trophy. I want some acknowledgement, something, because this was hard for me to do. <laughs> and you need to just be honest with your father and say, okay. This is this one's going to be hard for me to do, Lord. You, you, you know how I feel about these type of things. This one's going to be hard for me to do. But, but I trust you. I will submit to your will. I want to experience your absolute best for me. I want to experience the increase. I want to experience the breakthrough. I want to experience the overflow. The nets were so heavy, they broke. See, that's the level of, of the dimension of provision when you are in God's perfect will. Not that little scrape in the, to piece it together, the overflow, enough for you and to bless somebody else. Because that's what it's about to, to shift to for you. I've got to be a blessing to somebody else. It ends with that they, from now on, you will be catching people. The blessings that you have right now is enough to overflow that it will not only touch you and bless you, but that it will bless somebody else and lead them to Christ. 
God helped us to, to realize that. I think I shared this um, a, a week or so ago, but as I began to have faith that God would allow me, you know, when I first was starting to hire staff, I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, will I have enough work for them to do? Will I, will it be enough? You know, as an entrepreneur, you're always like, well, you know, will the income be consistent enough because I, somebody else will be relying on me for their, um, their income, their, their livelihood. And as I trusted God and my husband and I, we trusted God and we built out, you know, the, 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 uh, the businesses that we run and we began to hire people to come and to support these businesses. And God allowed me to see your obedience had an impact on somebody else's household because you obeyed and you trusted me when in the back of your mind, you were fighting all these feelings and, you know, in the back of my, oh, I don't know if I could trust somebody. Oh, I don't know if I want somebody, you know, handling my business. Oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, start with somebody new. I, you know, all kinds of objections were coming up to my mind. But when I finally said, okay, Lord, I will trust you. I trust you will help me find the right person. I trust you put the right people on my team. I trust you will provide um, financially to be able to obey this instruction. And when we did that, not only did it bless us tremendously because now instead of us trying to do the work of 12 people, we have other people who can help and assist. And not only did that take a fine, um, a weight off of us, then it gave us the ability to have more time to spend with family, more time to spend with God, more time to spend in the word, more time to relax and restore and rejuvenate. But not only that, God helped me to see that I'd allow them to have, they, they were praying, they were believing God for a job. They were believing God for increase to be able to provide for their family's needs. And so now out of, as a result of that obedience, now their families are blessed. Do you see what I'm saying? The blessings that God has for you, when you begin to receive them, they're so magnificent that is not just for you. It's an overflow that will come to you and your children and will bless those that he places around you to receive the blessing as well. That's a lot. And that is something that we should be excited about as we trust him and obey him and follow his instructions. So I don't know who this was for this morning, but whatever it is that he is asking you to do, whatever it is he has been putting on your heart or is about to as he prepared your heart to receive it this morning, whatever it is he's about to say to you to do, I'm, I'm rejoicing with you right now on how this time you're going to see a different result. I'm rejoicing with you right now how you're eliminating those demons and eliminating those voices that told you you can't do it. It's not going to work to give up. Forget about it. I am rejoicing with you right now and how small those little voices are going to feel when they see how God is about to use you mightily for his glory. He is, he loves to do this. It would have been real easy for Jesus to take them somewhere else and then tell them to cast their nets. But that would, where would the glory have been in that? It's so much glory in when he brings dead things to life. There's so much glory in when someone says it couldn't be done and then God does it. That's what he's going to do through you as you believe him. So if you believe him this morning, I just want you to go ahead and rejoice and say, God, I receive it. God, I receive it. Hey, Logan. Hey, London. God, I receive it. I trust that you will provide. Yes, 
Yes. All right. I believe you. Come on, let's pray. God, I thank you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oof, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for how your word never returns void. Hmm. I thank you for how your word goes out and accomplishes exactly what you desire for it to do. I thank you how your word will reach the minds and the hearts of those that you have called to receive it. Oh, Lord, I thank you for going through the, the stations and Spotify and going through the YouTube channels and, and going beyond even the audience that's present right now, that every person that you need to hear this word, I thank you, Lord, that they hear it and that they're not just hearers of your word this morning, God, but I thank you that they are doers and that they will receive your word and begin to act on it and do it as you have called them to do. God, I thank you for each and every person that is a assigned to excel church. Ha, bless your name, Father God. I thank you for how even in this difficult season of being on a boat <laughs> and tossing to and fro, how they stayed committed to come and hear your word through your vessel. Thank you for their faith in you. Thank you for their faith in our leadership. Ah, thank you, Father God. Thank you for how you will bless them because of their faithfulness unto you. Thank you for how you will bless them through the words that are spoken. Thank you, Lord God, that something that is said, something that they are taught, something that they receive will transform their lives in a mighty, mighty way. Let them be a living witness of the power of the gospel. Ah, bless your name, Jesus. Let people come to you because of their faithfulness. We thank you for the fishers of men. We thank you for those that not only hear this word this morning for themselves, but have a heart to share it with someone else, that someone else will come to know you. God, give us a heart for the lost. Give us a heart for people who do not know you, people who are broken in fellowship with you. And Father God, let our lives be a witness to them that you are mighty, and that they can come to you and that you're not a respecter of persons and the same way you have transformed our lives, that you will do the same for them. God, I thank you for our lives being a witness before we even open our mouths, that people will see something different about us and desire to know you. Glory to your name. So we thank you for this and we count these blessings as already done. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Somebody say, amen. Amen. All right. I see y'all talking to me. I see you. You receive it, Levada. You receive it. Minister Charmaine, you receive it. Evangelist Sharon. Yes. Nicholas, you receive it. Ford, you receive it. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. I do not want you to forget that we will actually be in person next week. Please, not only do I want to see you there, but I do want you to bring someone with you. I want us to just be fishers of men. Let us come with a spirit of expectation. We're going to begin a new series and we're going to begin a new walk with the Lord. So come with a spirit of expectation. Bring your whole families if you can. I know we have our kids going into different directions and sports and all that kind of stuff. I would love to see the young people next week. I would love to see your visitors, your friends, your co-workers, your colleagues, whoever it is that needs to growing their walk with the Lord. Bring them 
and we look forward to seeing you as well. All right, Amber, I see you. I see you. All right, so we love you all. God bless you. And we will see you at the Natatorium next Sunday.